Hey, everyone. It is Thursday <laughs> evening, and yes, I started about one minute early. But and cut Amy <laughs> off again. <laughs> we love Amy, but, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Completely mid-sentence. Completely mid-sentence. But, you know, sometimes I do have to do that for CJ, too. <laughs> I'll own it. He does. It's all good. Well, I did get my Oculus in. I just haven't really had time to try it yet, which is sad. But on the good news, and I know a lot of y'all have been keeping up with everything. One of the things is I have to say I promised my wife that I would quit smoking. So I actually, I had to do maintenance on my vehicle today. So I got a new vehicle to get rid of the smoke smell, and there's no smoking in this vehicle. Nice. So, well done. And I didn't put anything down and it just raised my payments up a little bit. I had equity in the vehicle. So I'm happy about that. Proud of you. Well done. Good job. Now, if I can just do it completely. And the sad thing is, is I'm allergic to the patches. The mints make me sick and they don't, they don't carry the pills anymore. So there's no Chantex anymore. So it's basically going to be cold turkey for me from this point you on. You know, here's so what you can Here's what you could do, Greg. Every time that you think about smoking, call Amy and I'll just give you hell for it. Well, you're just like, this is not worth it. And then you won't want to have one. And you can call me 500 times a day, man. I have no problem doing that. I'm so then he's going to turn that. around and become an alcoholic is what you're no, saying. No, I, I promise. I will not drive you to drink, man. I promise. But Actually, no. that all the time. Because I made a promise probably what oh my god i can't even think how long that it was 92 i made a promise that i would never drink again and i haven't had a drink since well well that wow. would be almost 30 years ago because i was born in 92 and i will be 30 this year so, so i figure job. i figure if i can do this if i can do that i can do this i've heard people say if they suck on lollipops it's yeah. kind of the same idea and it helps so i don't know just offering and I've never done it so well it's gonna come up and I know acupuncture worked for you but I think you had a little bit more motivation than that that's my dad everybody <laughs> we met him at Texas Run Fest hi Mike <laughs> but like like I said that's just one of the main things I'm working on and I have to say I, the car was actually an upgrade so hey heated seats even like, more room for more, more stuff more to room. take to Comic Cons and stuff. Yep. Nice. So, like I said, I'm excited about that. And like I said, I also got the Oculus. I haven't really had a chance to try it out yet, but I am looking forward to that. San I actually Angelo. got a roller coaster. I got a roller coaster game that was free. So oh, nice. I'm happy. There you now, go. Now, if I can just get fit to do those boxing games. <laughs> As long as your sons keep shorting out, you'll win every time. It's okay. yeah. But anyway, our special guest today is, you know, I should have asked how to pronounce the last name before oh. it came on. <laughs> I'm just going to say Melanie. <laughs> and she did the voice of Lucy Van Pelt from the Peanuts, or as you all might know, Charlie Brown. And I believe that was the specials back in the 70s, if I'm correct. Yes. That and was my, Lucy was my favorite. She was snarky, but she was my favorite. Um, that's why I liked her. And I grew up on peanuts. So <laughs> Melanie, I love you. Good job. You made well, me the you. person I am today because of Lucy. <laughs> Air color and all. It's all good. <laughs> that's right. And my last name is Cone, like ice cream cone. Okay, Cone. Okay. I didn't want to say con. Well, it's, a lot of people do because it's spelled like John with a K, mm. right? Well, see, they do. That was going completely different. I was thinking Wrath of Khan with Star Trek. But... Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I like ice cream cone. Yes, ice cream cone. That's that's a pretty cool way to do that. So she's sweet. I'll remember I like an that ice cream now. Cone. It's all good. But one of the things I'd like to ask is, is because I know that setups were completely different from then and now because you probably most likely had to go to a studio to record instead of doing anything from home. Yes. 
So back then they did the voices first and they matched the animation up and they drew it frame by frame. Wow. So it took six months wow. to make a 22, you know, a half hour special, which was really 22 minutes of the show. It took six months. And yes, we went into the studio separately. All the kids went in separately. Oh, oh wow. so they just layer. So it wasn't even like a conversation. If there were conversations, you would have a conversation with yourself. No, actually, we'd have the conversation with the director, Bill Melendez. Uh -huh. And he would do the other part. And then we would do our lines like three words at a time. That's why it sounds so choppy. Huh. That's interesting. Why? <laughs> oh, seriously, why? I, I'm guessing because we were so young that that was like pretty much what we could handle. Mm. And then they just put it together and then they do the animation to fit. So, but it also made us sound like kids, you know, like kids really sound. True. Now, did you have the headset where were you able to hear the other voices as you were going through the storyline? No, because um, as I said, Bill Melendez would do the other line, whoever we were talking to. So we were actually having a conversation. We we're just having it with him instead of another character. Okay. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So did the character, did you kids ever get together? Like, uh, No, I don't recall ever getting together. I did meet um, some of the people and I've actually uh, reconnected with a few of them on Facebook. Now my sister voiced Lucy before I did. So of course I know her. And we went to high school with one of the Charlie Browns and another Charlie Brown went to our school for part of the time. Okay. And I met him. I actually met him in church. It was, it was just, I, and I don't, I honestly don't remember how it came up, how the subject came up of, you know, that we were both in peanuts. And um, yeah, I think that was, that was it. I've met uh, the first Lucy. I met her when I was living in Bellingham, Washington, um, Tracy Stratford. I met her uh, just, I, one of my, I was working radio and one of my clients told me, that she lived there, I, I had no idea. So I got to meet her, which is really cool. Now we're, I know one thing that everybody's probably wondering, did you ever get to meet Charles Schultz? I didn't, my sister did. Mm -hmm. um, I of course worked with um, Bill Melendez, the director and Lee Mendelson, the producer, but I never actually met Charles Schultz. Um, we lived probably 30 miles south of where he lived in the ice skating rink and now the museum. Wow. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. I guess as a kid, I always imagined it kind of like Mickey Mouse Club where you guys always got together. I don't know why. <laughs> well, there is a really cool to work that way. Yeah. And, and they might have started out like that. I think they did because there's a picture of the first, you know, the Christmas special with Peter Robbins and the other characters, I just know him because I know he's touring as well. And um, there's a picture of the f four of them with their mics hanging down and they're all standing in the same room and, or the studio. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they started out like that and they decided to um, change it. Hmm. Well, like I said, I definitely know the difference between those studios nowadays. I mean, you can do them from home nowadays. Right. Um, have you thought of doing anything else new? You know, people ask me that all the time and I have to come up with a good answer. Um, I worked, I, I really uh, just had regular jobs throughout my life. I raised, you know, I had three kids, raised them and kind of lived a quote, normal working life. And I got into um, radio uh, the first time around in 1990. And then the second time around, um, 2014 and I really enjoyed that. So I ended up working, uh, you know, I would write my clients ads and then I would voice most of most of them. So I kind of got got back into it in that way. And, and eventually, you know, I would like to do it again. I just this kind of came about strangely in this this year and so I started doing this and I really enjoy it because I love meeting people I love talking to people and um, it just it's just so much fun I'm really enjoying it 
now what let, let's let's ask how many conventions you've been to because i know you're pretty new to the convention scene yes and any that you're able to tell us that you're going to the past ones that you've been to um so far i have been to uh gulf coast collectors convention in houston and i've been to uh dallas comic show twice and i've been to several comic book stores i just call them and ask them if i can come in and they're like sure you know, so i set myself up for a few hours i sell merchandise along with my um, eight by tens i have a table full of merchandise because you know there's so much peanut stuff out there so i have new stuff vintage stuff it's really cool um I have myself set up. I'm going to Albuquerque next weekend and I'm doing, um, I, oh, Cowtown. I'll be doing Cowtown at the end of the month. And I'll be going to, uh, in, in the near future, Tennessee, Georgia, possibly uh, New Jersey. And, oh, I was also in Florida. That was the other one. I knew there was another one. <laughs> so. You just posted on, I think it was Facebook, a picture of you at like doing a signing. Where was that? Um, like you just posted it, it like today, I think, today or yesterday, maybe. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I was when I went to Dallas a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. I went to a comic book store there. That might have so, been. So, yeah, it might have been that. That there was a video. Somebody did a video there, so that might have been that one. Now, I know you just did one, what, three, four weeks ago in Conroe for, I'm trying to think of the name of the place. It was one of the restaurants out there. I think oh, you were... yes, thank you. <laughs> I went, so this was interesting. I, I just noticed the Peanuts characters on Raising Cane's Chicken. So I called the marketing person and I said, hey, you want to set something up? So she said, yeah, we're going to have Santa come in. So why don't you come in and um, do a signing? So, yeah, I oh, had that fun. too. Yeah, that was great. I loved it. That would definitely be fun. So now, is there anything that you have from your peanuts time of something that nobody else has? Like, is there something, you know what I mean? Sometimes when an actor to actresses in a show, sometimes they're able to take away like one thing. I do. I, and I don't know where it is offhand, but I know I still have it. I have a script for, uh, I did some bread commercials and I, you know, I don't put that on my credits because it was uh, bread commercials that were, the, the commercials were only run in California. And, I believe it was called Weber's Bread. So I have a script somewhere and it has the little, you know, it, it shows the cartoon and then it has the lines on it. And we used to have a couple of cells um, when I was a kid hanging on the wall, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I don't have those. And I don't oh. know if my family has those. I really have hey. no idea. I know. Especially since both you and your sister were Lucy. That would be very yeah. cool to have. Yeah, definitely. Definitely be, be cool to have. Oh, I'm trying to think. I know, like you just asked about the sales or said about those. And another thing I'd like to say is because another you just said another Comic-Con posted that and you're running with, or they were running with it, is you actually had an uncredited scene in like I said, I definitely want a picture of this signed, an uncredited <laughs> scene in The Godfather. Like, wow. You think you can get Diane Keaton to sign it too? <laughs> you know, I, I might call. <laughs> <laughs> that was my very my very first crush. Not her, Al Pacino. <laughs> um, I was seven, seven years old. And what happened was they... Um, my sister and I got this job through the union and uh, my sister, I, I don't know if you can see her as well. She was on, in the playground and I somehow, we, some of the kids got to walk with Diane Keaton and they had us each, we took turns and there were probably about eight of us and they picked the one where I was holding her hand to be in the movie. And it was the scene towards the end when um, 
Michael Corleone, uh, he comes back and, and she's the school teacher and he comes back and, and she just, she sees him and she's like, she kind of ushers me back to bring the kids back to the playground because she wants to talk to him, of course. And that was actually filmed in the town where I grew up in North of San Francisco. It was supposed to be New England and they, they decided to film it in this little town because it looked like New England. So it's kind of interesting. Just north of San Francisco. I know it's not. Marine. So, when you do these jobs, just a curiosity question: Do you get autographs from like the bigger names? You mean now in conventions? No, when you were doing the jobs as a child. Oh, I didn't even think to. Uh, I, I I wish my parents had, but I didn't even think to. I was just a little kid. I was just like, ah, uh, Gaga over Al Pacino. I didn't it know sometimes my older man parents will do that for the kids, so I didn't know if they had done that for you. No, I don't think so. My dad was in advertising, so he met a lot of famous people, and I think he probably didn't probably didn't think it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That those are good memories, just like my dad just said. That's a very cool memory to have. And I mean, stuff like that is just to me just awe inspiring it makes me want to go do something <laughs> <laughs> well you are doing something you have a podcast <laughs> well, we meet lots of people i meant like doing the voice acting and getting the chance to i don't know how you're gonna dig people. yourself out of that one greg i mean it's just yeah, i know i'm i'm yeah, done for just, it you just kind of, okay, I, do have a, I, do have a, I have a question though and maybe you mentioned it i don't I don't know, but I would like to know, how did you get into voice acting and how did you kind of, I know you said your sister was originally Lucy and then you were also. So is it something that you guys share? How did you both kind of get into it? Well, my father, as I said, my father was in advertising and he signed us up with a casting agency in San Francisco. And um, my sister auditioned with a bunch of little girls and she got the job. And what happens is, um, girls voices change at about 12 years old so she and in this and i don't know if this works the same way with other cartoons and i know a lot of cartoons are voiced by adults but um she they they don't tell you when you retire so one day they called the house and they were calling about me not her so she was about 12 and or turning 12 and uh, so they had me go in and, and audition so i didn't have to audition events against a bunch of kids i went in and i auditioned for sally and lucy and they said your voice is too low for sally and too high for lucy because i was right in between i was nine or turning 10 years old and so they said well your voice quality is so similar to your sister's that we're going to let you work into Lucy. And that's how I became the longest running Lucy because I started a little bit early and I got to do uh, two full years and then came back and did a movie. Nice. Very nice. If that answers your question. It does. Thank you. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So I guess, um, I mean, what other, avenues have you gone down? I know that you said that you, you know, raised your kids and you lived a normal life. So if you wanted to get back into it now, what's something that you would want to do? What avenue besides like in voice acting, what avenue would you want to go down now? Well, um, I have thought about it a lot and I've listened to myself, you know, with, when I voiced radio ads and, um, I, I really think that, um, for the most part, for some reason, I think my voice still sounds kind of young and I, I would probably want to do something where I was younger, a younger, you know, whether it was a cartoon voice or something where I was younger. I, I don't know that I would be good at narrating, like doing the book narrating because I, was I, about I don't to ask about that. Yeah. I know my sister's done that. And I think, you know, our voices are still similar, but I think hers is a little more mature than mine. Gotcha. Definitely. I can see, I can see how that would be. And um, we've talked to many different people and we've actually asked about that. And I mean, there's some people that were singers that are like, no, I'm not even going to do 
books. And there's other actors like, no, I don't think I could do a narration of a book. But they would like to go back and maybe try to find something into voice acting. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, we get a lot of different responses on the book. So, and I, th I think narrating a book would be tough, especially trying to do all the voices at the same time. I love doing different voices. I'm, when I read to my kids when they were growing up, I did all the different voices until they got old enough to where the, it just irritated them. And they were like, okay, stop with the voices. But I, you know, I love, I love doing that. It's just that I haven't really, you know, I haven't done it professionally um, except like I said, in, in ads, but um, I just, I feel, I, I guess I'm my own worst critic, which I, I believe happens with a lot of people to where, you know, maybe other people would say, oh yeah, your voice would be good for narration, but I, I think it would, be w more well suited for something else, something with a more young, a younger sound. So we probably won't be hearing you reading the mist of Avalon anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now we, we, have you thought about commercials? Like I know Geico and progressive, they're all starting to do some of the voices now with their commercials. Have you thought about, doing going back into commercials like that well you know it's interesting because um I, i've had i've been interviewed several times since i started doing this and now it's you know it's been almost a year that i started got into this whole thing and i've talked to so many people now that it's something that you know maybe i will i'm getting so into doing the conventions but um now that i'm i'm meeting so many people in the industry uh, maybe, maybe that is an avenue I'll go down. Uh, it's just, you know, it's all really kind of happening all at once. So I haven't had a lot of time to think. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all happens pretty fast out in the, especially in the convention world, because there's conventions almost every weekend. Yes. And I've got myself booked up like, uh, well, sometimes every week it's more every other week for the first part of the year. And it's like, Oh, how did that happen? It just kind of, yeah, it, it happens fast. Like I said, before we even started, I don't know how you do it. It's too peopley. Like I love my comic cons, but I, I got to have like a two to three week break in between. If I have any that are right after the other, then I just shut down for two or three weeks afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, I know what you're saying. Definitely. Um, it's, I love, I love interacting with people. I absolutely love it. It's, it's more uh, meant it's mentally and physically exhausting. I think for me, since I'm so old, <laughs> it's just... I, I'm, I'm going to be 50 this year and it's mentally exhausting for me too. So <laughs> yeah. it, it really is. It's, it's, you know, it takes a lot the traveling in itself takes a lot out of you and, and, and being around the people, I love it. But then when I'm done, you know, when it's time to go back to the hotel, it's like, Ooh, I, I'm just completely drained. My husband is like, Hey, let's go out. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get my jammies and get in bed and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. You go play. Now my, husband, my husband's your age. So that, you know, he's, he's a youngin. So <laughs> that just makes me feel so good. <laughs> A Amy should feel blessed, right? For now. real. <laughs> yeah, but you were saying about how old you are. I'm like, that's you're you were born the same year as my oldest son. <laughs> yeah, seventy-two. Same with me. I'll be fifty in April. That is an awesome year. I'm just saying. I feel like I'm not going to contribute to this conversation because I'm pretty <laughs> sure no one cares right now about anything I have to say in terms of age. So I'm going to pick the fifth and just mute myself. I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Oh, we're, but we're you can son. relate to my my son. You know, like I relate to my oldest son, and you, you know, you're the you were born in the same year. Yes, I yes, I always have said, and I know I probably will get hate for this, but. My husband is, is younger than I am. So I always say in my household, the coolest people are born in 92 because, you know, that's when I was born. I'm the oldest in my household. So, you know, I just 
your son is awesome because he was born in 92. Like, yeah. So, yes, absolutely. What month were you born? I was born in June. Oh, my gosh. So was he. Oh, oh my gosh. See, even great. better. It's an awesome <laughs> month. I what, was day, what, what date was he born? June 2nd. Oh, uh, man. Okay. I was born the 30th. I was supposed to come on the 17th, and I didn't. I came on the 30th. So then I got married on the 17th. So cool. whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So no, that's cool. Look at that. I just never know. The problems cool with having a birthday in the first part of June is it always ran into the end of school. And so sometimes it got lost in there because I was a June baby, and it was the beginning part of June. And it was very frustrating, especially around, like, graduations. Because yeah. June just didn't exist. It's like, okay, it's another birthday. That sucks. Uh, I, I, I'm April, so. But hey, my, yeah, one the of my plus two, April. The plus two a June birthday is December. You got winter clothes, and in the summer or in June you got summer clothes. So you always got new clothes. Well, that's a year. good thing. Yeah, it was great. My my wardrobe was always updated. So <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. So April, April what? April seventeenth. Ah, one of my kids, my youngest is April fourth. Wow. Mm. See, and my number two sister is April 2nd. So and we're like all connected birthday wise. Uh -huh. cool. And then my number, my number three sisters, it's funny, I have to number my sisters, but I, I, I have three. So my number three sister is May 2nd. It's a year, it's literally 13 months after my number two sister. And my kids are 13 months apart like they are. So it's a, uh, it's. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. you, I got something for you. I have a sister. I call her my sister, but she's my half sister and she's 27 years younger than I am. Okay. Uh, Everybody's like, what? <laughs> I'm not. Um, let's see. I think I was 16 when my brother was born and he, half brother. So. I can understand I that completely. Lydia and I are seven years, and then Jace is, I think, five years older than her. So 12, 13, or 14 years top to bottom on ours. Oh, we're going to do a math show now. I think. I suck at <laughs> math, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Math is I'm, not I'm my good. Thing. I'm well, good. My oldest sister is seven years older than I am, and then it's... Uh, five and four years so i'm i'm the good only reason, i can't the only reason i remember that lydia is seven years older is because she and my husband were born the same year that's the only way i know that <laughs> well my sister my my lucy sister um is two years two months two weeks and two days older than i am oh, oh wow my oh, wow. goodness and she just had a birthday on january 4th yeah. so if you can figure out when my birthday is from that you win the prize. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta make me do math? Stop it. That's November. I'm pretty that's sure that's November. No, it's not November. It goes the other way. So oh, I'm like the other thinking, way. I'm like March. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's March. March. Um, two years would be March eighth. Two days. No, yeah. two years. Two years. No, two, two years would be March fourth. Two, oh, weeks. two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks and two days, right? Okay, so two weeks. Would 16 be days. 14, 15, 16, 18. 18. 18. And March 18th. It's the 20th of March. Yes. There we go. I have a calendar, guys. I know. I was just going to ask you that. Just <laughs> at Matt. I will Cheater. call that every day. March. That's why I have super hubby. My super hubby, he can do, he used to be able to do like the multiplications with four, four, four numbers, four number numbers. He could do them like that, like a calculator. Oh, wow. And so I'm just, I suck at math. I'm like, you, you, I'll take grammar. You take math. We're good. Uh, gotta love these math conversations. I just, you know, <laughs> it's Let's kind of like. It's kind of like a word problem to me is if a train is coming from the east and one is going west and there's a pancake shop in the middle, what time will the bell ring in the high school? <laughs> That's a math problem to me. I'm just like, what? 3 p.m. Get out. <laughs> which, which class period? You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no idea. Yeah. 
math that's, is that's math and me is not good. We don't want to talk about math on this show. No, <laughs> definitely not. My sister tried getting me to do payroll for Texas Sisters Press, and I'm just like, you don't want me to do that. That's not gonna. Hey, well. no, I can do those numbers. I can do numbers that nope. are all about money, and I can do those. But when it comes to anything else, it's like no. But here's here's another thing though. I was a insurance agent and an adjuster. So if you give me an insurance policy, I can tell you backwards and forwards which ones are the better better ones. But do not give me anything math because it's oh, Chinese yeah. to me. My sister does that right now. I don't understand any of it. I just tell her to pick one for me. It sounds good. Yeah. Well, it's like we had tornadoes hit our area. And somebody had told friends of ours because there were trees down everywhere. And they told them that if they cleared the trees, they would get reimbursed for it. I said, no, you're going to get reimbursed with three feet off of either side of the driveway or three feet off of any structure. Otherwise, you're paying for it out of your pocket. Guess who was right? Well, now I want to go back to a different subject here because we've talked <laughs> about doing the the voice acting and the acting and all that. Have you thought about writing a book about everything that you've been in, especially since we have two authors here? <laughs> have you thought about thought, writing a book about everything that you've done? You know, so for a long time, people said, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. And I finally did it. And then they said, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. And then I finally did it. And for years and years, people have been telling me I need to write a book. And I, I do write. And I, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm any, are you, two of you are authors? Yes. Two of us oh. are authors. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I, I have a lot more to write about than just that, you know. I I should write a memoir. Memoir. There you go. I give people a ton of credit who do those. I can't. I put my stories into fiction. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not going to say you have to. But I'm just going to say it's good. It's a good thing to think about. Don't. Yeah. Writing a book. Yeah, I don't want to force anybody and say do it, do it, do it. Okay. Write a hot mess. Express. It should be advised, not forced saying yeah. do it. Let, I'll bring you comfort because I hang out with these people that write all the time. Okay. And I, <laughs> I haven't written a book at all. I work with authors, but I haven't written a book. I live through them. Now, if it was like an audio book, I'll do it. I could talk all day and I could emphasize certain things, but I can't do that in writing. It just, you know, audio anyways, I'm animated. I talk with my hands and stuff. So it just would be <laughs> entertaining. But a, a book, yes, I agree with Greg. It's something to consider writing, you know, down the road or having a ghostwriter or doing it verbally and they transcribe it kind of thing. Um, it's always good to, like, show, I don't know, cool things. You've lived a pretty awesome life. So I think a memoir <laughs> is perfect. Like, yes, I'm 100% on board. But don't feel bad because I hang out with these people all the time and a ton of people that write books. And then every day they're like, you should write a book. I'm like, y'all don't understand. I should just do an audio book because it no grammar and words just aren't my thing. Like I some I oh what is the what is the saying? I say stuff before I actually think about it sometimes. And then you know, I would type it, it wouldn't make sense. It's not <laughs> worth it. it wouldn't be worth it to me, but I think y'all y'all would be great yes <laughs> it's interesting because um somebody that i went to high school with that i'm friends with on facebook um she just got published and it's like well shoot you know i mean she's my age and um so you know i, I have thought about it and, and thought about it more lately because you know i see her and she's going on tour with her book signings and it's like wow you know it's it's never too late no, it's never. No, too late. we have some for Texas Sisters Press. We have one gentleman who's seventy-five. We have another lady who's probably what in her eighties, I think. So yeah, it's that never one. too late. Go for it. We had one gentleman who, actually, he's he is eighty-three, I think, um, and he's at the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. And so right before that point, he did like this memoir, this massive book. It's like 800 pages. But oh, wow. It's of his life as a missionary. And so he uses that as well as like um, a basically like a concordant sort of thing. But that's his memory. And that's his contribution that can be never taken away from him because it's in print. 
And that's right. the beauty behind a book. So like my stories have bits and pieces of my life and I won't ever tell anybody which ones are which, um, <laughs> but they're in there. And I know that those stories and my name and my life is forever going to be in the literary world. And that's the beauty behind being an author is it's always going to be there. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you just inserted part of mm -hmm. like real life into your fiction. Yep, oh. I tell people uh, some of it's made up and some of it's not, and I'm not telling you which one's which, but it's oh, funny. Some of the reviews are like, oh, that'll never happen. I'm like, no, actually, that one's the real one. So, <laughs> Well, I do want to let people know, feel free to ask any questions that we may not have asked that you might be interested in, because, I mean, how about how do they for. find Melanie online? Ah, well, if you, if you Google Melanie Cohn, you're going to find every every site that you can imagine that's just going to tell you which shows and which movie I was in. Uh, but my Facebook is Melanie Cohn and that's K O H N mm -hmm. voice artist for Lucy Van Pelt. And I put all my information on there. I put all, all my upcoming events and um, you know, I, I post a lot of pictures on there and um, I started out when I started out, I just, you know, told some little stories and put some pictures up of my sister and me and and some cartoons, you know, Peanuts cartoons. And now it's a lot of it. Most of it is my events. So give it a like. What about like a blog? I um, you writing like a blog, a little short snippets of like, you know, the Diane Keaton story, you know, just like little I could see you doing something like that. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, you know, I, I never really talked about it much. And now I guess, you know, of course it's one of the, if not the best movie of all time. God the Godfather. Yeah, it's up yeah. there. It's up there. It's pretty definitely high. up there. <laughs> yeah. One of my most favorite movies, honestly. It's a great, uh, well, all the stars. I mean, oh, it's, it's crazy. But you know, when, when, it came out, uh, my parents took us to see it, my sister and me. And, you know, it was a little bit, bit much for me at, at that age, you know, being so young. But um, one story that I got from my grandmother, my grandmother wanted to see it. And she normally wouldn't see a movie like that. But she went to see it because she, um, you know, she wanted to catch us in it. And right at that little five or ten second point when you could see me a lady the lady in front of her stood up to go to the restroom and she missed it oh so, no <laughs> that was the story you know the story uh, that went through the family for years <laughs> were you sitting there going yeah. oh my gosh that's me and that's diane and yeah yeah it was it was fun and then the same thing with the peanuts you know hearing hearing my voice and then you know when when my kids were growing up, I would play the shows for them and and I'd say, That's mommy. <laughs> I know. Me we like. watched um for Comic Conra, we watched uh the movie with Kevin Sorbo and Kevin Sorbo was literally right next to us and he would tell us like little little things that happened during the filming and that was just like the most wild thing ever. I can't imagine, you know, you years later watching the peanuts going i remember what happened on that day or this happened on that day i do remember uh, the filming that one scene which was a very short scene it took all day and i remember they had this catered lunch that was just like i mean this was like a seven-year-old looking at tables and tables of every kind of food you can imagine Heaven, and the angels say oh <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and then they had the wardrobe where, you know, they had, um, you know, you. I don't know who picked my, my mother probably picked out what I was going to wear. Somebody picked it out. I didn't. Uh, but yeah, it was, I, I do remember. It's interesting that you say that because I was so young and I do remember these things. I do remember that there were times when my mother couldn't drive me into San Francisco's. We lived about... Uh, 45 minutes north of San Francisco. And um, so the, the producer, Lee Mendelson, would pick me up from school and, you know, we 
drive into the city. And I just, and he was so nice. He was such a nice man. He actually reminded me of my father and, you know, he was about the same age and just had, there were a lot of similarities. And, um, you know, I, I do remember the recording sessions. It's something that it's interesting because, you know, we have little snippets of our childhoods and um, definitely stood out, stands out. Very cool. That's definitely exciting. Like I said, I'd, I'd love to check out that part of the voice acting world. And I ain't going to lie. I've been looking at some of the stuff that's been coming through. I do, I do get casting calls, and I'm looking nice, at them. Nice, but we'll see Greg on the next movie out there. I don't think I'm going to do the acting. I'll, I might no. do the voices. You have a oh, nice cool. voice. So, like I, I actually, said, it's just. I think if I remember correctly, weren't we on one of the um, Story Rocket things at the same time? Did you do Story Rocket? Who, me? Yeah, you. No. Okay. Because I Not thought it me. was you that did it with me and another author. Because your voices sounded the same. It's just it a smooth voice. Not me. <laughs> oh, come on, take credit for it. For real. <laughs> I'm giving you a compliment, and you're not even. Just take it and but, run. Just say, I don't know, know if I would figure out what Toy Rocket is. So, Greg, take credit because I wouldn't have known the difference, man. I don't even know. I'm trying, I'm Googling what this is because I don't know. So, Toy <laughs> Rocket is. is kind of like LinkedIn for movie producers and authors. Mm. Ah. Mm. Mm. Well, see, I did. I back in the 90s and i know i mentioned this on a show before i actually applied for disney and sent them a tape and everything and they sent me a letter back saying we didn't want it professionally done it was like what really i went to the studio and did the voices did a little skit and then they sent me one back no we just wanted you to hit play and record to see what it sounded like and it's like really Wow. You're complaining because you took it a step above. Yeah. I'm really surprised at that one. I think what they wanted to see is if I could change my voice almost instantly. And I right. think that's what they were wanting instead of having the studio. And like I said, that was back in the 90s. So, I mean, things could have ch can easily change. Yeah. Back in the cut and splice days. Yeah. Back when you had to do the... <laughs> Play and record at the same time if you wanted to get your song off the radio. <laughs> yep. Oh, days that Amy probably doesn't know about. Yeah, I was just going to say that Amy would we'll have be to. a little. Use a little pencil to rewind the tape because it had gotten stuck and pulled out. Okay, hold up. Now I remember the cassettes. Okay, I didn't. I had them in my household. Okay, just like I had VHSs. Okay, I had those. I remember those. I mean, but I grew up in the time of CDs and, you know, the iPod, all of those things. But I do remember cassettes. I remember people telling me that they had to hold the mic to the radio to record things. I mean, I remember people telling me those things, okay? But and they were great because during the 80s, that was like one hit wonder decade. So why buy a CD that had or a tape that had like 15 songs and only one of them you liked when you can just get them off the radio you just had to have the patience to sit there and wait for it yep yeah. and you know our google we used to pull our google off the shelf back in yes. the day <laughs> yep. by the name of britannica i believe and that's right or and you know, like i have no the dewey decimal system <laughs> yes card we catalog. go to the library card catalog <laughs> Not this little yeah. put it in the computer. You actually had to go through the little card catalog to find it. And pull it mm -hmm. out and go search in the library. Oh, yeah. Microfiche? Remember, remember microfiche? Yeah. Is that still in I'm use? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I mean, I, I, I remember MapQuest. You printed out your directions, and now I'm just I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I don't know how we knew where we were going. Like, I just, I don't I know. Did. I have no idea. I've never here. known where I was going. Well, you I get know. out and ask somebody for directions. Right? I mean, yep. I'm maps I'm maps are great things. They never change. But, I mean, I remember AOL Instant Messenger, okay, and you had a landline and you prayed nobody called while you were on. Or you, if you, you know, had a boy call and you prayed no one answered that phone. 
and it was only you. You know, when you had the llama, I remember that in the like long cord, and it would like stretch all the way across the house. It was fantastic. I or trying that. to get online on the internet with AOL, you would like yeah. to like sprinkle holy water on your computer and pray that it connected. Yes, <laughs> and I also remember the the light up phones when people called. It was clear, but it would have like all the yep. the, the gears, gadgets. Yep, uh, like the LED lights. You know, like the rave lights. And like, I go had off one of those. I'm just saying. I remember. Oh. I remember those, but I was I was little though. And I mean, the lava lamps. Mm -hmm. Ooh, hey, you know, <laughs> time and temperature. Though, remember time and temperature on the phone? You could call. Oh it yeah, time and, and popcorn. Mm -hmm. I remember, remember time and temperature. Pop. I remember, I time remember and talking about popcorn on the phone. You dial popcorn and you get the weather or time or something. I don't know. We no. always just did time and temperature. Okay, I'm the uh, oldest one around here. Yeah, yeah that see, much our popcorn. To... Now we didn't have. This is something that freaked out one girl who like absolutely loved the eighties because I she was like a teenager in the 90s she's like i i needed to grow up in the 80s i said we didn't have microwaves she goes okay maybe not <laughs> right you know, there were, there were i'm pretty sure there were microwaves in the 80s they were just very expensive and yeah. towards the end yeah but they towards still the make goofy pop today i mean my mom used to pick it up from the store when she wanted to you know we always loved it because we would just shake it on the eye and she would we never got tired and oh. she didn't you know she was like hey y'all won't do it you do it you know so we would shake it. It's always the best tasting popcorn is Jiffy Pop. I well, there's Jiffy Pop, and then there's the whole air popper thing, which was really cool because you just put it in there and just watch it all pop in the. Yeah, yeah they still, you put they the still little have butter on top. Mm -hmm. They still have those though. Like I have one. Yep. I have one of those. But hey, the '90s are coming back. Okay, yet again, we're gonna recircle back to why the people born in the '90s, specifically '92, are awesome because our fashion is coming back around. Okay. Yeah, we've already blurred to the '80s again. But. As long as we don't have those bell bottoms. We do, man. What do you I like bell do? bottoms. Not bell uh, bottoms, but like. No. Boot no, cut. no, no, I like no. the boot you know cut. What? I, I, like had the, I had to wear pants. them when I served. No. I didn't like <laughs> like the capri pants and the you know the little ankle ones because I grew up so fast in in my young life that it looked like I had bloods. And I so like I hate hammer those. pants. I mean, I. Oh my I'm, gosh. I love I them. Remember, I'm all about those. I love Bermuda them. And the neon shorts. colors. I love neon colors. Anyways, I'm sorry. We rabbit hole. Bermuda shorts, yeah. jeans, <laughs> skirts. I loved those. We're good at rabbit holes. Rabbit holes are <laughs> okay. They're fine. And the other yeah. thing that we didn't mention is my first player was a the record player in the eight track. My Don't parents the had eight an eight track. And we used to remember the drive-in movie theaters were where the whole family would go in and the kids would watch their movie first and then crash in the back while the parents watch their movie afterwards. You know, I just, awesome. I watched, uh, I, I was smiling from ear to ear the, the entire time. I watched Napoleon Dynamite the other day oh. and just, I love that era. That's, you know, when you're talking about the long phone cord, yes. just I just love it. I loved growing up in that. Well, you know, I, I grew up more in the seventies, but I just loved it. I loved how people were um, more Nicer. professional, like the, yeah. they wore uniforms, like the milkman. We had a milkman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was a simpler time. And I feel like people were just generally more happy and nicer that's i mean the, just in the 90s like elementary school and stuff it was nice i mean we had like you know the technology was you know coming out like cell phones and all this stuff like being smaller but like passing notes in class like that's how we used to communicate you know and like we would go outside and play and like you know it just everyone seemed happier and and stuff and so i don't not that i can say back in the glory days okay i can't say that so i'm not even going to attempt to do that but like it just it was simpler and people just enjoyed people and being nice to people, I guess is how I, well, I we grew up I in have the, to say Greg and I grew up in the Stranger Things time. The uh the simplicity I agree mm -hmm. with completely yeah. because you could go to the grocery store and get detergent without trying to figure out how much Clorox, how much in uh, each container is like you have a whole line of tide. With different things, yeah. And it's like I know. back then, it was it, like you get one or two with Clorox or without. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. in study hall holding up the notebooks for the person across the other side of the study hall to do notes and pray that the person didn't see you. The monitor wouldn't see you. 
we'd be like, okay, where's she at? Okay. Go like this. And then as soon as she looked, we pull it back down. That's how we would pass notes to study all because it was so far. <laughs> I think the, the biggest thing for me is um, the, the lack of technology. So we would, um, you know, we would, we would play, I, you know, after I did my homework, I, I'd go out and, you know, meet my friends and we'd ride bikes and walk around the neighborhood. I grew up in a very small town and, you know, it was like that it wasn't in our consciousness, obviously, you know, we didn't know what the future held, but we had no idea. I remember we went to, um, Disneyland when I was a kid and they had this, you know, Walt Disney, I'm sure, you know, he was into the whole future thing and mm -hmm. he, it, they had this thing that was like, oh, it said, they said, well, one day you will be able to see the person that you're talking to on the phone. <laughs> and I just, my mind, I couldn't grasp, grasp that, but I know that when I went home and answered the phone the next time, I was like afraid that the person could see me. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah, know I what, how it was going to happen or when it was going to happen. And now it's like, look at us, you know, well, I'm on my phone, of course, today, but, um, you know, it's like I, back then we just had no idea. We just, yeah. we, we played mm -hmm. and we read books and we talked and we lost played football yeah. in the street. get lost yeah, and, yeah hockey <laughs> and it wouldn't be that big of a deal you get home you go home when the street lights came on and well, I think it, it seems it from like everybody talking right i mean i experienced a little of it but not a whole lot because i grew up with the big technology boom right and so i've always kind of had it but i think for me you know, just watching movies from back in the day, which are always better than today's movies. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, was like people enjoying people and wanting to be around people and not, you know, being around people like this or like families talking at the dinner table and not just being on their phones, right? I mean, those are just, you know, small examples and you see them all over the place, right? I mean, I'm guilty of it with my kids. It's just one of those things that happened. But I think, you know, back then it was, people just enjoyed being and hanging out with people instead of, you know, I always, I always say it's two people out there like my bubble, my office, which isn't true. Cause I'm a, a huge extrovert. Like I do like people. I just, you know, I just, I don't Small spurts. And yeah. it, to an extent I like people. Right. But I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that technology has done amazing things, but it's also distance mm -hmm. original things, you know? And so it's a lot of people are and there's always, you know, an up and down to everything and a positive and a negative. And I, I don't know, I, technology is my business, so I love it, but I hate it. It takes a lot of time you know, away from my kids, but then I don't live at home. So my, my parents get to see my kids and stuff. So there's always positives, but I do wish that the world was more just, we love everybody. Hug me. I'm great. You know, I love those or yeah. like elbow me, elbow me at a distance, you know, well, it's like more people have Facebook friends and they have real friends. And it's like they're closer to some people on Facebook and online and the different social medias than they are to people that are living in the house with them. When COVID hit, everybody was locked down. It's like they were forced to be with their family. And it's like, I'm sure the first few weeks were torture, but then they're probably like, well, these people aren't that bad. You know, I was good, but yeah. Well, the song that comes to mind talking about this is actually the Judds and Grandpa. Tell mm -hmm. me about the good old days. Mm -hmm. and hey. And you know you had a point there, um, uh, Allison. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Amy. <laughs> about <laughs> let me see if I can spell your name. There you go. Yeah, late. Now at least she said it. Okay, I'm pretty sure she saw my name. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Allison is a name. Oh. -E. Yeah, um, nailed it. She nailed it, Greg. So you still, you still are the ringleader on that one. Okay, because she can spell my name. She's a, guest. She's a guest, though. She gets forgiven. Well, right? I, and I it can't... was a pretty name. It was a pretty name. Well, I can't see because like, I have to put my reading glasses on, and you do not want to see me put my reading glasses on right now. <laughs> well, maybe you do, but it's not pretty. So, you know, when you said about the movies were better back then, I mean, obviously, oh, okay, I got it now. Um <laughs> We've got some great technology in our movies, and all three of my kids work in the visual effects industry. 
But back then, I mean, Willy Wonka and uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And Mm -hmm. I mean, just, oh, we just had some amazing movies. And of course, like The Godfather and those those adult movies that we had back then were just, I I just get so nostalgic when I Mm -hmm. when I see old movies and old TV shows from back then, because, um, you know, it irritates some people. They're like, oh, it's you know, it's more grainy or fuzzy or whatever. But. I love it. I love the music. I love the, you know, the dramatic music. I love the, you know, the, the way they dress and the way they talk. It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm all you, know, you know, you're old when your your music that you grew up with has hit the oldies station. So. Right. That's when you know you've officially hit a old stage. <laughs> like I yeah. said, I listen to country legends, so I'm good. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do too. I there love it. Go. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, give me some give me some seventies, eighties, nineties country. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Now there is one question I have to ask. Yes. And every time in the Charlie Brown mo- or show when Snoopy gave Lucy a kiss, she'd always be screaming, yuck, 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 yuck. Are you that way? Since Get you have cats? Oh, isn't that funny? You know, I'm I'm germphobic, yes. And when COVID hit, um, I said I, I don't get I don't get it. I used hand sanitizer every day. I shook hands with people, I touched doorknobs, you know, in my job at working as in in radio as a as a salesperson. And I always had san- hand sanitizer with me. And I've been germphobic for um, many, many, many years. Probably about 45 years so uh yeah yeah get the hot water get the iodine get the disinfectant (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i think i think that was one question that a lot of people had that no one asked but i i'm gonna ask it (laughs) there you go but i know we're coming to an end and i believe we actually have a guest coming up next tuesday is it Tuesday we have the guest, or is it Thursday? I will tell Friday? you in a moment. I never, uh, Tuesday I never is my... Tom McKee. Okay, Tom McKee on Tuesday. At 11. At 11, and then CypherCon on Friday. Friday at 8 o'clock? Yes. Friday at 8, everybody, not 6. At everybody eight. know at 8 o'clock because they are actually coming to Houston to do some advertisement, so they want to be able to get settled into they're where they're staying before jumping on the show. So mm-hmm. yes, we changed the time on Friday to 8 p.m. It's going to be a late show, but it's going to be a good one. And then we have Daniel Sandoval on the 21st at 6. Correct. And then Albie Robles <laughs> said for Amy's benefit on Saturday the 29th at 11. Now, yes, that sir. reminds me. I need to go get that bourbon. That reminds me. And he me. is going. And he is actually going to be at San Angelo. Oh yay! Yeah. So. So Amy's going to give him a present of a robe. Is that what we're doing? What? No, I'm just going to go get the bourbon that he told me to try. So when he comes on, at least I can oh. it. I will. I'm going to have clothes on that show. Oh my goodness, that went. Crazy. I did not say we'll that. Oh my I god. Said, his name is Albie Rose. And this is why. I need to yes, take ibuprofen oh 800. Well, yeah, that my gosh. I mean, I was I just mentioned the alcohol. Like, I don't know where that went, but I'm just I'm gonna mute myself. Back in the day, we didn't have ibuprofen. Remember? Yep. Tylenol. Tylenol, and then they came out with Excedrin. Mm-hmm. Excedrin's dangerous stuff. That's got a lot of caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. Be careful with that stuff. People will get addicted to it. But definitely, and I, one thing that we will talk about on. Tuesday before we get started is I did watch the second episode of the book of Boa Fett and I was a lot happier with the second episode. Oh, good. So they answered a lot of the questions. They should have just put it all in one and just did an hour and a half show instead of breaking a 30 minute and then 51 minute. Um, just, uh, that's my only complaint so far is they should have put those two shows together. I'll just stick with my Yellowstone in 1883. <laughs> But anyway, everyone, it's been great. And we want to thank Melanie for being on our show. And can't wait to actually meet you at one of these conventions. Well, you'll have to come by. 
I don't think I'm going to Albuquerque, though. <laughs> no, I mean, one of the Texas ones. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, everyone have a great weekend, and we will catch you all on Tuesday. Until then, adios.